that sexy uh sexy voice that came in to harmonize with us oh, there. Is that was that a fourth voice? I had to put a bit of bit of bit of stank on the end there. Come right the top a little bit. I, I love though that 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 Charlie hasn't actually involved herself yet again in the welcome and our new guest has. So is that like one to you, one to him? Like is like I'm just staunching. I'm staunching. Yes. What are you staunching us for? I don't know. It's a weird flex, man. Sorry. (laughs) You're really picking a strange hill to die upon. Me and JK Rowling. Sorry. You and JK. Delete that. Oh, we just got cancelled. Come on, man. (laughs) Sorry. Actually, don't do that. (laughs) Funny you say say that. We've got Graham in the house who, you know, you're related to Dumbledore, aren't you? I I, I believe so. I have the Or one of the ZZ Top members. (laughs) Aren't they the same people? <laughs> so yes, today we have Graham Aiken here, and we yes indeed, and we are going to talk today about manga and comics. We're jumping into the history. We're going to talk a little bit about some facts that you might not be aware of, and we're going to give a few recommendations of some mangas because obviously we talk a lot about anime on this show, and that is our primary focus. But the vast majority of anime that is produced is derived from mangas. So, of course, it makes sense that we should at least touch on this topic and talk about it. And I thought I'd get someone in who is a bit of an expert in the field. Now, you're mostly an expert in the comic field, correct, Graham? Or at least a big fan. I don't, uh, I don't like using that word. Avid, avid enthusiast. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. So, yeah. Graham, tell us a little bit about your origin story. How did you get into anime? How did you get into comics? Where did it all begin for Where you? Where are you from, exactly? Because no one can really pick that, those dulcet tones. <laughs> So I'm I'm Scottish born, and I spent a lot of time in Germany, and which is where my my comic book origins begin. And I lived in America. I lived in now Australia. 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 My origin. Well, I'm a I'm a white male between eighteen and forty nine. It's Dragon Ball. Like good, good. It's so weird. Like (laughs) I'm glad we got something different on this podcast. It was different because. The first time I saw Dragon Ball, I was in Spain, Mallorca, oh. and I was just flicking through the channels, and this weird Spanish cartoon came on with people like bulging muscles, and I was like, "Man, what the Spaniards up to?" <laughs> and for years, I was like, "What was that Spanish cartoon, man?" Like, and then we had—I don't know if you guys had it here, but we had a thing on Cartoon Network called Tsunami. Oh, yeah, we did have it. Yeah. We didn't have yeah. Foxtel, so we couldn't watch it, but yeah. we, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely in Australia. Yeah, so. That's your like animated movies, all the you know, all the good stuff. So after I found out that it wasn't a Spanish, anime, I can totally understand how you would make that assumption based oh on. My God. How old were you? I was probably probably around twelve. Wow, yeah, because yeah. Dragon Ball's been out since the dawn of time. Oh yeah, eighty four. Eighty yeah. Mm. So this would have been mid nineties. Wow, yes, yes, similar time to myself. So, yeah, and then after really finding out what that was, then you discover Toonami, and then it's, you know, it's, it's the heavy hitters, it's the Full Metal Alchemist. It's the, in fact, no, 
I probably fell into the movie side of it more. Really? Because Toonami in the UK was super late, so you'd have things like Violence Jack, Ninja Scroll, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bloodlust Vampire, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, Rad. As I've established many yeah. times, it's the same. You fall into the, the films yeah. because you don't see them as isolated animes, really. They're just uh, foreign films. Mm. Yeah, foreign animated yeah. films. Yeah. Mm. Badly dubbed. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much it. And then followed it for a few years, you know, Naruto's, the, the Shoujin, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Kind of fell away, and then working with Sam is what brought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a COVID infection, <laughs> like, brought it back, which I'm is good. I'm so sorry. You were nearly <laughs> out. We know it's like. I yeah. started with like cough and then, you know, yeah. and I'm in bed hiding from yeah. like it starts zero. Off with, like, <laughs> it starts off with Naruto. <coughs> Naruto. My hero. You know? God, is good. driving down the road shouting out Boston Smash. Yeah, it'll do that. Yeah. So that's that's my anime origin story awesome pretty much the same as everyone else apart from I learned Spanish first <laughs> so we're here to talk about source material so mm. this is an area I have no idea about I've not read one manga I've read a few comics the old uh, Phantoms oh yeah and oh, um, the Phantom that's, that's I old, was right man. into Phantom but I'm, that's 1920s 1920s and what's interesting is that was one of the first adaptations to live action film for a comic book as well Billy Zane Billy Zane with his and mad Kat- wig Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. I had the ring from that. It was bad. That was a bad yeah. film. It's actually a horror I thought film. you loved it, Sam. Oh, I loved I that film. Well, maybe I did as a kid. I think you yeah, did. I remember I, you loving it. Right. Sorry, just shaming God, Sam. I, I love The Phantoms. I love that film. Really? I love it. It's, it's, it's you know, that popcorn Indiana Jones adventure sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Terrible acting. <laughs> it, Terrible it, has, it has its place in my heart, too, because I was a, a fan of the, the, the comic book. Had the tagline "Slam Evil," and I was like, "Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> bitchy, man." <laughs> At least it's delivering what it promises. Yeah, he slammed, sort of slammed evil, <laughs> and he's a wicked character. But yeah. I, I guess we uh, we need to shake this into. It's not a versus manga, is it at all? No. Uh, as always, we don't really want to, you know, try to go against one thing on this show. But like, they, they definitely need a comparison. So yeah, Ooh. well, especially after World War Two in Japan, or even before that, obviously. America influenced, or America is the big driving force for comics, of course, in the world. Yeah, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll jump into, we'll jump into the history in a little bit about where it began in Japan and you know about where it began in the US. I don't. Yeah, US, Europe. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what got you into comics? How did you find comics? So as I said before, like I, I grew up in Germany. My dad was a soldier, so we were posted out to this little army base outside of Nuremberg. Wow. which was predominantly American and Americans love their, you know, their little slices of home. So there was a little, they called it a naffy. It's just a corner shop really. And they had like racks of comic books there right. and all the American squaddies would buy me comics. Right. So I would get like, they were crap though. Like, <laughs> absolute crap. Like the Undertaker like comic. Yeah. <laughs> like, my first comic was an Undertaker comic from the WWF, I guess. Wow. That sounds right. amazing. I want to read that now. It was, it was <laughs> Undertaker really versus do. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh, man. He was like driving through the, I remember like driving through the street, like someone had stolen a coffin and it, it was his coffin and he breaks out of the coffin and he tears the, the car apart. And I was like, this is dope. That's his origin story. <laughs> that's brilliant. Dude, that's And sick. then he decides to go Yeah, that was my, my first ever comic, man, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> 
then he decides to go into real wrestling. Yeah, he just shows up, pulls up by his side, and has a match. <laughs> and that's the comic. That's that's pretty. It's like the early Bing Crosby film, which had the exact same plot every time. He'd rock up somewhere and be like, "Hello, I'm Bing Crosby." They're like, "No, you're not." And he's like, "Well, I'll prove it." And they're like, "Oh my God, you are Bing Crosby." That was every film, like ten years of his career. You just let him sing his dialogue. <laughs> Oh my god, he's whistling. It is Bing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was it, man. That was that was the love affair of comics started then. But that was age five, four, five. Wow. You know, and then you discover the Superman to Spider Man. So you get emo, you drink Batman. Yeah. So comics. Okay, let's let's start drilling into this now. So comics, as far as I'm aware, there's Marvel and there's DC. Mm. That's really all I know. Mm. And how did they begin? So again, like you said pre-World War II. In fact, it depends how far you want to go back because you can go back to like the 11th century with mm. comics. You can go back further, but then you're like counting cave paintings and stuff yeah. like that. Tapestries from the Roman Empire. Kind of, yeah, they tell the linear panel story. Mm-hmm. So um, linear panel with a, with a speech a bubble? Sequence, or, or, or a no, the, or back then a... it was, uh, you'd have, you know, there's a man and a horse and there's a man and a horse getting stabbed and like that's to break down, but the, the text would just be like, along the top and along the bottom. Don't know what it right. says. Right, yeah. and they still do that. Yeah, pretty much. So you're looking at Rudolf Toffler's okay. comic book strips. That's where the origins of the modern comic comes from, is newspaper strips. Right, yeah. Propaganda or more... Satirical, just, Yeah, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Look at this rich man, he's lost his hat. Bravo. <laughs> that type of stuff. And then you're only talking about maybe the, the what we would consider a comic book now is probably like... the like, as you said, the Phantom, like the 20s, the 30s, the Pulps that come along. The serial pulp. So what happened is they decided to start selling the comic strips and magazines, sort of like a Shoujin Jump, like a free yep. Shoujin Jump type thing. And then people were so hungry for content, they started What's a Shoujin Jump? Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump. Ah, well, there you go. Well, magazines, essentially where all, all these things are driven from, which we've, I think we mentioned in the first season, but the Shonen Jump magazine is a magazine publication which features many different shonens and they're all geared to the demographic of shonen, shoju, josai, seinen, big publications full of many volumes of manga which are released bi-monthly or weekly. It depends on how I they think they're weekly. They, they, used bi- they used to be bi-weekly. Yeah, different storylines, yeah. different... Yeah. yeah, so like oh, you know, 20, from trying to jump. It's not like an omnibus. No, it's, you'd get like twenty pages of Naruto, twenty pages of a button, and twenty cool. pages. Yeah, that, that's your sort of thing. Hmm. It's got to clarify for the everyman. But yeah, <laughs> not like Calvin and Hobbes, which is like three panels. Yes, a long been, way to get through. I've read also. omnibuses of Calvin and Hobbes. Funny enough, <laughs> and, uh, foot trop, foot trop flats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's when they started. To, collecting them into sort of books you could buy of comic strips that mm-hmm. you know that's when the popular exploded that's when people wanted more original content and then that's where you you know you birth the superman right and stuff like that that's so dc what... was first yeah uh can't remember the name off the top of my head action comics wasn't isn't that where he started detective comics detective comics action comics was where he came from in fact he was in he was in a book called The Reign of the Superman, which was in like 1935, which yeah. was not really a comic. It was sort of like the author's study on Nietzsche's The Superman. Right. The Ubermensch type Ubermensch thing. type mm. guy. And he was bald and there wasn't really much to it. He was like glaring. Over. It was more of a villain. Right. But that's where they, the, the, the seed, the germination came from. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then from the 30s, you... That's that's the golden age. Considered the golden age of comics, so you get your Wonder Woman, your, your 
your Batmans. And then Timely Comics is what Marvel was called. But Marvel doesn't really become a thing until the 50s. Right. So DC very much was first. They created what we would consider like the superhero genre. Before that, it was cowboys, westerns, that sort of thing. Right. Your horror titles, romance sort of things was the funny books. Right. Interesting. And when does Stan Lee pop up and what's his story? Stan Lee Leibowitz pops up in 1953 as a coffee boy. Right. Yeah, he, he worked his way up. Worked his he? way up, yeah, pretty much. And at one point was the only writer doing comics for this entire business. Wow. Timely Comics didn't do any superhero stuff. They were more the romance sort of stuff, sort of like your Archie style sort of books, your love. You know, yeah. yeah. He, Stanley, wants to leave to go off and write the great American novel. The, the owners at the time were like, hey, we want you to give like superhero comics a thing, like give it a push, do what you can do. He doesn't want to do it. But his wife's like, no, just stick around, do what you want to do and see what happens. And through that, he creates a fantastic form. Right. Which changes the game. Right. And which they've tried to push for so long in live action. It's yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. It's just, because of that origin, I guess. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's the, the, the first sort of marble. But have they got it right yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, they sort of came out in the time before, like, Marvel had nailed down the... The mechanics it's very proto marvel sort of stuff then but you're more a dc guy correct yeah yeah what's your favorite dc comic <sighs> you can't ask me that <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> <say moment>. him. <laughs> <laughs> look i've always i've always you know like again white male batman has always been a, mm-hmm. a big thing i like green lantern because i like the space cop element of it mm-hmm. i love them all man like right I'm a total novice. Green Lantern is that? It's Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> probably one of the worst movies. That movie broke me, man. I have never been the same person since I watched that movie. <laughs> My cynicism <laughs> level just went through the roof, and I just cannot love again. <laughs> there's Green Lantern and there's Green Hornets, and there is Green Green Hornets not DC though. No, Green Hornets are pulp. So uh, that's that's pre sort of Superman. But Green Hornet has a like a ring. That's all I remember. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. What is um? What's Phantom? What's that a part of? Is that before any? That's a pop again. That's pop before the Lee Falk. These were more adventure based, like comics. These were like mass men just getting into adventures. The Phantom is is your white savior sort of thing. He protects Africa from oh. pirates oh, and no. saves the black people who can't fight for themselves. Is That's it Africa? Awesome. I always thought of South America. Yeah, it's somewhere. No, it's Africa. It's definitely Africa. It is. It is, yeah. it is it's definitely Africa. Africa. Yeah. And where does Peanuts fit in, in all of this? Charles M. Schulz made Peanuts in the 60s. Slice of Life Americana, Charlie Bucket. But that's a comic book newspaper strip. Yeah. I think that was, I don't think it was the Times, but it was one of those big publications. Mm. The funny thing about that is he, the only person who can write those stories is him. So we haven't had a new Peanuts comic since he died in like the 80s. Wow. You have variations of them. And even that movie is just one of his unpublished stories. But he, he's the only one who can do those stories. So you don't get any modern peanut stories. It's really comics. Interesting. Took it to his grave. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit now. I'm going to jump over to the manga side. Let's do things. the manga, man. Yeah. I'm exhausted. So I'll start off. So <laughs> Very interesting stuff, though. So again, with manga, mostly originated from scrolls dating back to the 12th and 13th century. It's believed they represent the basis of the right-to-left reading style as well. And during the Edo period, which is 1603 to 1867, books of drawings, uh, Toba, 
Ehorn embedded the concept of manga. The word first came into common use in the late 18th century, and manga can basically be translated to comics. Wow. Mm. So historians and manga writers have described two broad and complementary processes that have shaped modern manga. The views differ in the relation to importance they attribute to the role of cultural and historical events preceding World War II versus the role of pre-World War II, Meiji, post-Meiji, and everything around those lots of times. So there's lots of different elements here which come into play, and there's a lot of debate over what is actually the nexus from which it's derived, right? One view stresses the continuity of Japanese cultural and aesthetic traditions, including pre-war Meiji and post-Meiji culture and art. The other view emphasizes events occurred during the Allied occupation of Japan in 1945 to 52 and stresses that manga was strongly shaped by US cultural influences, including US comics brought to Japan by the GIs and by images and themes from US television, film and cartoons, particularly Disney. Early Disney. I like to think of these GIs bringing them the Undertaker comic. <laughs> in the 50s. Wow, what a different world we could live in. Wouldn't it? <laughs> so that's where it all begins. Ooh. And that's that's the big debate. And obviously from World War II is like the American version, yeah. explodes exponentially. And there's still much debate over when it sort of, it's hard to say that manga started in the 12th century. Obviously yeah. it didn't because again, it was like, it was printed on wood and just had stories of, you know, person, person doing something, person finished doing something. Blah. So that's what it began from, but actually. Your manga like, collection would be huge. What are these roof tiles? They're manga. <laughs> Go up on the roof and have a read. <laughs> but, uh, Frederick L. Schott, who is an English to Japanese translator, an American man who translated shows like Astro Boy, in the early days, in 1977, points to the existence of the aforementioned 13th century illustrated picture scrolls. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up. Is Astro Boy a manga? The manga. It's, yeah. It's the, the manga. manga yeah. I, I will get to that. That is the manga. Oh. It changed everything. Okay. Mm. The manga. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. First, it makes sense. <laughs> I just, it's been westernized quite a lot too. So, anyway, I'll let you get to that. I'll let you get to that. Yeah. He points to the existence of the aforementioned 13th century illustrated picture scrolls like Choju Jibunsu Giga that told stories in sequential images with humor and wit. Shot also stresses the continuous of aesthetic style and vision between Yukio-e and Shugya woodblock prints and modern manga. So again, Yukio-e, we'll actually put this up as our thumbnail. As soon as you see that art style, you know exactly what it is. Pictures of the floating world is what it translates to. And works were produced on woodblock prints and paintings were of such subjects as female beauties, geishas, kabuki scenes, and landscapes. But as soon as you see it, you'll know exactly what it means. It's a very classic, prototypical, old, ancient Japanese style of, of drawing. He believes that that has been the big precursor to modern manga. However, people like Asio Takahata, who we know from Studio Ghibli, mm. he contends that there's no linkage whatsoever between that stuff and modern manga because there's just such a big gap. Sure, it definitely tracks the history there, yeah. but it's not like, oh, well, this is where it comes from. It's like, well, kind of, you know, it's like well, all painting comes from cave paintings, but like you're not going to cite it as your influence, you know what I mean? So it's an interesting position there. Well, especially, I guess, that it didn't manga sort of start after World War II in a, in a large way. And that American comics had already begun their publications and their yeah. influence. Yeah, well, it also began in Japan in the early 1900s. So sort of similar time frames. 
So Illustrated Magazines for Western Expatriates introduced Western-style satirical cartoons, as Graham said before, to Japan in the late 19th century. And at the end of the 1890s, US-style newspaper comics supplements began to appear in Japan as well as some US comic strips. So they started to see them there with the major restoration when they started to open their borders. The US comic strips publications started to be seen more in Japan. But in 1900, saw the debut of the GG manga in the GG Shinpo newspaper, which is the first use of the term manga in the modern sense. And where, in 1902, Rakuten Kitazawa began the first modern Japanese comic strip. By the 1930s, comic strips were serialized in large circulation with monthly girl and boy magazines, shonen, shoju, collected ah. into hardback volumes. So it actually tracks quite a similar time frame mm. to the US. And I don't know if it's slightly ahead, slightly behind. I don't know enough about both histories to comment on that, but mm. it seems the histories kind of track in a similar trajectory, don't they? Wars will do that. Wars, <laughs> yes. industrialism. Yeah. It's quite interesting that that history, even there, yeah, I it, guess the yeah. literature is, is, has, yeah, been very similar in terms of tracking and evolution. Yeah, the intertwining of those two cultures through that. Is, it's um, really interesting, terrible. isn't it? And then actually, this is an interesting point I found. So Roots of the Wide-Eyed Look, which is synonymous with manga, dates back to shoujo magazine illustrations dating back to the late 19th century and early 20th century. The most important illustrators associated with this style at the time were Yumeji Takahisa and particularly Jumiki Nakahawa, who was a doll maker. And this has proved hugely influential on the whole manga industry. So that's an interesting thing, doll making, where he took that influence with the giant eye thing, particularly with female characters. That was quite an interesting point. That was interesting. Because oh. it is such a distinct style. Like, yeah, if you would look at a comic book, look at a manga, obviously you'd know that they're different in that way. Like a oh, typical yes. art style, which is kind of interesting that they evolved very differently. Yeah. So the histories are quite similar up to this point. But then we get to World War II and post-World War II, where a previously militaristic and ultra-nationalist Japan was rebuilding its political and economic infrastructure during the occupation, which is from 45 to 52. And then the post-occupation years, which was from 1952 into the early 60s. And although Allied occupation censorship policies specifically prohibited art and writing that glorified war and Japanese militarism, those policies did not prevent the publication of other kinds of material, such as manga. So furthermore, the 1947 Japanese Constitution, Article 21, prohibited all forms of censorship. Hence, there was a big growth of artistic... Which, of course, you read all of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's fair. As opposed to Article 21, which states... Um... <laughs> uh, so there's a big growth of artistic creativity during this period. And at the forefront of this period were two manga series and characters that influenced much of the future history of the manga. That being Osama Tezuka's Mighty Atom or Astro Boy. And that released in 1951 in the US. Ooh. And Machiko Hasegawa's Sazeya-san, 1946, which is very interesting because that was written by a woman and was one of the first shoujo publications and actually showed a sort of non-neo-Confucian woman who was you know, into Confucianism. It's kind of the meek and mild woman who supports the males in the family, but it was actually a, a woman who was trying to find life again after becoming homeless in post-World War II Japan. So they were the two major sort of initial shonen and shoju manga publications which changed the game that sounds like a really interesting series that i'd like to read now right seriously yeah so interesting it actually so, sounds like a great origin story film or story to tell on its own right as well it does doesn't it uh, yeah that's a uh, 
That's the a Undertaker. Biopic. The Undertaker had a better. Uh, <laughs> uh, one coffin in that entire speech. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You haven't got me. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't it's, a, it's a no from me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> As she bursts out of a coffin. Whoa, I'm in. Oh my God. You my God. Bitch, I'm in. My God. <laughs> Sounds like someone's putting her in a pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> Let's right, write, so that's, let's, let's write that comic. <laughs> that's the comic we're all going to write. Cesare <laughs> <laughs> Sign in the WWE in 2020. Oh that's what the people want. Yeah. Give them what they want. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is a brief history of manga. Anything from your own on that, Graham? Sorry, what? Anything from I your own? I'm still thinking about that. You're <laughs> <laughs> still stuck in WWE, um, Cesare Sign. <laughs> I mean, I knew about Astro Boy. I didn't know about the other one. Mm. Obviously... There's been a bit of World War II buff. I know about the intertwining of the two sort of cultures, but it's it's yeah, it just blows the mind of how the paths sort of come together and then diverge. Yeah, like wasn't there like a dark ages of comic books after World War Two in the US? Yeah, yeah, you're talking about like the comic code of authority sort of stuff. Mm. The yeah, book like was, and stuff. Yeah, a lot of people. Against, yeah, so because against them because they were so popular and had such an influence. It's the sort of the same thing with like video games being violent today. So back in like '54, a bunch of right wing politicians fought with these funny books and spandex heroes fighting crime was during McCarthyism <clears throat> kind of pretty much times, yeah. yeah. Were you know destroying the youth of America and would encourage people, children, mothers to take their kids' books and burn them in the street. Wow. Yeah. Just ten years after they were fighting a country that burnt books for yeah yeah it's crazy shits and giggles on a Saturday night it's um <laughs> and it was some of the so the comic called authority was brought in there's never really any governmental backing it was more of a like if Walmart saw this thing on like a little symbol it was like a C with an A for it they would know that oh this is appropriate for kids and they would buy it if you didn't have that then your comic would just die because wow. you had no sort of retail backing and the rules were bizarre. Like you couldn't have werewolves, witches, occult stuff was out. Even there was a writer called Marv Wolfman. They couldn't write his name on the book because his name was Wolfman. <laughs> like, it's like, really, like, yeah, it's like Marv. Um, yeah, like it did sort of kneecap the industry for like a decade, maybe a bit more. Wow. Just because, you know, you'd have to like, oh, I've written this book. I will give it to the Comic Con Authority and they'll decide its fate. Wow. And they could, you know, they could just bar the book for any reason they really thought of. Justice for Wolfman. <laughs> That's all he, I care about. I think he did okay. So. He's fine. He's fine. Okay, he cool. Okay. Thanks. I feel better now. Um, we don't need to get that hashtag trending. Go on, guys. It's really important. <laughs> Justice for Wolfman. Justice for Wolfman. <laughs> no, let's get that hashtag trending anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys. Go on. Provide no context. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it did lead to a lot of good stories of trying to get by the, those guidelines. You had to be pretty creative right. with some stuff. Subtextual, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of merit, metaphor, but um, yeah, a lot of creative sort of stories came out of that period. You, well, the Crucible came out of that period. It's quite interesting as well. Indeed. Like, yeah. And oh, that is essentially yeah. like witch hunting was was a, a metaphor for McCarthyism. Oh, the reds under the bed, mate. Mm. <laughs> That's it. Still up. Bernie <laughs> <Yeah, dude. laughs> Sanders. <laughs> I mean, all of that's already really reflected in Hollywood at the time as well, and just finding creative ways to kind of yeah. get around any kind of censorship it's, stuff. Uh, so it was interesting. You know, 
rules breed creativity. So now, uh, can I ask a question? Are we at that stage now? What are your favourite live action adaptations of comic books Uh, over the years? Does it have to be movies or just anything in general? Well, it doesn't have to be films. No, it could be. Um, It could be TV series for sure. I think like maybe besides the the Netflix Daredevil series was really good. Like that last season was just was just mind blowing. Like just so well written. If, the, if you're talking about the movies, then you know you got to give Marvel their props for not only creating all these great stories, but actually teaching the movie-going audience about continuity. Mm. Like each each you know movie is a chapter in an ongoing series. You know, yeah, story As a DC fan, you must just be really upset about the DCU. Like, will they ever fix it? No. No. Yeah, I think they've gone no. too far. They need to really just start again. Yeah. I don't think because emulating it just seems like it's poor man's marble now, which is a shame because every comic book person yeah. I know is you know much bigger on the DC comics. Up to me, I'm just like because mm. they, DC just do better comics at the end of the day. Mm. Marvel obviously do better movies now, but that wasn't always the case, and it might they might just fall off the wagon for the next few years. And, but DC had his first movie what sixty no seventy. Six men, the original one, Chris Reeves. Yeah. Right. So that was that would have been their first, I guess. They had um, George Reeves, funny enough, uh, in the fifties, black and white Superman. He had a movie out. And they obviously had the Batman. The Batman television television series. That was the first time that Hollywood sort of went, "Oh, wait a minute, we can make money off of this. This is a merchandise Uh machine, which is great. That that Batman is it's hilarious. It's great. It's campy as all hell, but that's what Batman originally was. Right. Yeah. It was kind of campy." Guy dressed as a bat. I still back campy Batman. Like, oh, I back yeah, it hard. I'd love to see a live action campy Batman played by. <laughs> like, who would play the live action campy Batman? Yeah, all of the Tim Burton films and all that. That's. Was it yeah. Val? Johnny Depp would probably play. Such range. Um, yeah, those movies are good, man, but like, there's lots of like little sleepers you don't realize of comic book movies. There's like History of Violence and stuff like that. And what? Yeah, yeah it's a comic book. You're kidding. You didn't know that. No. Yeah. You're oh, kidding. I had no idea. Yeah. Watchmen, obviously. Watchmen. More obvious. Well, Watchmen, the director's cut is closer to, because that's one that I have actually read. Yeah. And that the director's cut is really good. They had the pirate like animation into yeah. it. Yes. Brilliant. V for Vendetta. Yeah. Yes. Mm. This, the, I mean, every comic book now is options. Which is funny. Everyone has brings it. me to my like next question, which was, what are your favorite non DC Marvel like writers and comic books? Um, well, that's the thing. The business is, you know, people float between the two, the two big two, and then there's, there's image comics, there's dark horse comics, there was Vertigo up to a point. There was there's so many publication houses, just like there would be. I'm assuming in manga. Apart from, I only know Shojin. I don't know, really know anything else about it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot. There's it's a very fertile ground. It's a shame because the industry's suffering. It's, it's dying away. Is that because of the move to the live action? I think just all reading comics like they used to. There's, yeah. there's, there's just so much media out there. They, the, the movies probably brought a lot of attention back to the comics, but it's just not enough. It's That's an interesting point because what a lot of people don't realise in the anime community, mm. or the anime world, is that most anime's sole purpose is to sell more copies of mm. the mangas. Yeah, exactly. They make so much more money off the manga sales than they ever do from any I of mean, the anime adaptations. The Same manga sales novels. are like, what, 60 million copies? It's outrageous. Like, yeah. Whereas, like, comics is probably around, what, 5 million a year? Like, wow. there's just, there's no... There's, yeah, like, I was reading some stats before I came in, and it's astronomical for that one country yeah. 
the pretty much standalone reads the manga and then uh, comic books, which is spread like they're they they have to go worldwide to actually try to get their numbers up. Yeah, it's, and they're they're so much fewer. As a comic book fan, it's sad. I was even I was in a bookshop in Sydney. Um, Hajikuju. <laughs> No. Oh yeah, they're our main sponsors. Knocky. Thanks for getting that. Knocky, Knocky books, the Japanese. Konokuniya. I think it's that. I Konokuniya. Konokuniya. It is Konokuniya. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's where that pickup artist was. Did you hear about that? What? There was this thing that they had to issue an apology because there was like a pickup artist in Sydney training people, and they were saying they were like one of the part of the training things is to go into this bookstore and ask girls at random, "Do you have any recommendations?" Anyway, when I read that, I realized that it happened to me. What? But I freaked the guy out by being like, "Oh, I don't really read books, but how good's manga?" And he like, and I freaked out the guy who had gone to a pickup artist convention thing. Oh, he was out of his depth. Like he literally, I think he was just genuinely like, I was too much of a nerd for him. I don't even know what happened. Anyway, That's he got hilarious. flustered and left. So that's, that's where I'm at, guys. Like, I was like, can't even impress that guy that it's just to pay someone to teach him how to talk to strangers. You drowned a stranger in your nerdiness. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll always have that. We'll always. <laughs> we'll always. <laughs> always that's a good, that's a good bullet to have in the gun, though. Remind me to take you to parties <laughs> with me when I don't want to speak to anybody. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. It's good. Are that's great. good mangas lately? <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of which, Graham, yes. read any good mangas lately? What's the first? Give give everyone a recommendation of a manga. What I'm uh, I'm reading quite a lot, man. Because mm. of you, indeed. So, <laughs> um, but the main one I'm reading right now is called Chainsaw Man. Right on. Which is by I'm going to look at my notes because I'm going to butcher this guy's name. We do it uh, all the time. Don't worry about it. Tasuki Fujimoto. Right on. It wasn't that hard. Yeah, and it follows this. It's a shojin plus. Mm-hmm. So it's more geared towards your teenage yep, sort of. Hiring. About your age demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm home with the Downies. Um, <laughs> so it, it follows this character called Denji, who is living on the streets. His father fell in with like the mob and owes money, and he's trying to like work his way out of the debt. Right. And it's a sad story. Like he sold a kidney. He's thinking about selling his eye and stuff. I think he does sell his eye at one point. Like the book is pretty pretty out there and devils exist in this world and the devils are basically people's fears personified and the opening chapter has like this the people are like scared of tomatoes and there's a tomato there's a tomato (laughs) devil yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's like a thank god someone's writing about this (laughs) it's like a six foot tomato (laughs) teeth and then the fear like are they writing my dreams they are pretty scary I'll, i'll give you that the inside of a tomato is terrifying. And like the, the size and the power of the, the devil is based on the fear that's you know associated with that fear. So like the most powerful demon in it is the gun devil. Because everyone's scared of the guns. So he he sort of has this little pet devil that he lives with. Something happens, he and the devil combine, chainsaw man. Right on. Pretty simple. Pretty so good. Chainsaws for arms? Chainsaws for arms and head. Oh and head. Head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty yeah. out there. It's that, pretty... just, that just feels awkward. Though. Yeah. It, it, as we said last week, anime will throw up everything as an option. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you sort of get a contract. You The devil hunter, so he eventually gets a job as a devil hunter. Anime um, is the like definition of meta. Oh, like, it is oh a, yeah. It is everything. <laughs> it's, well, because you can draw and or animate whatever you want, the possibilities are limitless. Well, this is, again, this is... I guess an advantage to the manga sort of system is 
I don't. You've never read a manga though. No, 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 no. no, no. I can't so, read right to left. Yeah, mangas tend <laughs> to be written and written and drawn by one person, mm. like at a furious pace. Whereas the comic book side is more of a collaborative thing. So there's there's the artist, there's the writer, there's the inker, there's the there's guy, there's the colorist, there's the letterist. Whereas I think manga is more of a pure expression, mm. of like the writer. It's actually insane when you think about it, isn't it? That someone wrote, drew, like invented these insanely intricate... I'd argue that, and not to, you know, be offensive towards comics or anything, but I'd argue the world building in anime and manga and manga writers stuff is a bit more usually quite complex as opposed to kind of like... Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, look, the worlds are definitely like like their own. Yeah. Like you can pour so much into your own world, whereas especially with Marvel and DC, like it's, it's, you know, you're standing on the shores of giants every time. Like you've had a hundred years of history at this point poured into two separate universes. True. They they are complicated and like I can you, this is probably one of the issues why comics is dying off because they are quite intimidating to get into these two big behemoths. Yeah, talk about meta. Like it really goes back densely through many characters years, yeah. and and alternate versions of characters. Multiple universes. It's yeah. it takes I I've kind of fell out with those two many reasons, but yeah, the the continuity is, is a mess in both of them. Mm. It's hard. You fall out because of the justice for Wolfman. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Never forgave. Never Free hats. <laughs> I find that comic books in general, just in terms of pricing, are they a bit cheaper to buy? Because you buy chapter by chapter, right? Not in Australia. Yeah, I was going to say the reason I stopped actually reading manga was in high school. I got really addicted to manga. But only was that because you were stealing your brothers? No, he didn't have any manga. Oh, Sam okay. literally never oh, owned any manga. Oh, Sorry, oh. all the manga in our house belongs to this. Oh, okay, just checking because you stole his VCDs. Oh, yeah, no, I, said, oh, I, I did. Good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like I the reason I stopped is because I was, I don't know, like 15 and earned like $2 an hour probably and couldn't afford it. It was genuinely so expensive to buy manga in Australia. I go into Empire Toys, shout out to Empire Toys, which definitely doesn't exist anymore in, from Perth. But that had so much manga and I go in there and then there was also Borders. Do you guys remember Borders before they went oh, back? Oh, yeah, I yeah, man, me too. Like Borders and Borders. Gloria Jeans as a combination. Uh, also, they didn't wrap their manga. Yeah. That's probably why they went bankrupt because how many people like me sat in red manga, red manga. and then <laughs> put it back on the shelf? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. It's my fault they went bankrupt. Anyway, basically, I think that manga was really kind of hard. Now it's obviously a lot easier. There are places where you can kind of, almost like a streaming service, you can buy and subscribe to chapters of manga that are released and translated. Subscribe, is, everybody. We don't, uh, you know, we don't support illegal share yeah. No, no. Podcast. Like, and, and also, you don't want it because the scanlations that people did have back then were yeah. terribly translated. Yeah. Like, they're not actual official translations. So you can't actually, as Sam argued in the dub versus sub, you can't get. You only got kind of a weird. Trans, you can't actually read it in its purest form if mm. you're going by that argument. So yeah, you get fan subs. It's interesting. Yeah, which can cause some. <laughs> weird issues when you're reading something you're like the fuck does that mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right well i'm gonna throw one because i i don't read heaps of manga like i generally read things that i get really obsessed with in the anime which i can't wait for and then you ruin it for everyone around you correct yeah Uh, yeah definitely ruin it for myself (laughs) um attack on titan ruined and i'm happy for it because the manga is extraordinary kimetsu no yeba or demon slayer yep i read all of that and that was really cool. But I also have been reading The Way of the House Husband, which is really, really cool. Really, really cool. I remember you telling me about this one. It sounds yeah. interesting. It's written by a guy called Kosuku Ono with two O's. And this is only his second ever manga. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty raw, pretty new. 
that it's essentially about Tatsu, an infamous and feared Yakuza boss nicknamed the Immortal Dragon, retires from crime to become a house husband so that he can support his wife, Miku, who is a Kiranaman, which means career woman. So generally, it's someone who is married or not that pursues a career to make a living for personal advancement rather than to support a family. So the term came into use when women were expected to marry and become housewives after a short period working as an office lady. So it's kind of just a high-powered woman working for herself, not to support a family. That's the term. But it's an episodic series. So the first volume in particular sort of has episodes which are a variety of comedic scenarios, typically wherein Tetsu's banal domestic work as a house husband is juxtaposed against his intimidating personality and appearance and his frequent run-ins with former Yakuza associates and rivals. So like the opening sequence, like you've got him, this really terrifying looking dude with like a really sharp knife up against his eye looking super intimidating. And then he makes a bento box for his wife to eat for lunch <laughs> to go to work. <laughs> like it's all that stuff. I mean, it does, my one criticism, it does get, the joke kind of repeats itself mm. over and over. And it's actually quite similar to One Punch Man in that respect. You know, it's like you've got an, a really overpowered person who's one super intense. Line. Yeah, yeah. Who just, you know, basically tries to bring his crazy oh, Yakuza. That was great. That, that was, was actually really yeah, good. Uh, like wow Brett that was really no, you're always funny that was... <laughs> the list grows <laughs> but yeah really cool artistic style really really cool and you know as Charlotte will explore in her solo episode later this series an interesting look at gender roles in Japan you know the fact that there's a word Kiaranaman for someone who's a woman who pursues a career for her own self is an interesting situation there. Japan's got some pretty... But that would, I mean, that, that would be influenced by Western culture, but the fact that we have that, those words, career woman, and it's just a, I imagine it's a way to associate the same. I think it's more than that. I think yeah. it's a lot more than that. Yeah, okay. the, yeah. The gender roles in Japan historically, oh, yeah. much more confined I'm just, to a dualism. I'm just talking more around you know? the language definitions, I guess, but yeah. No, I yeah, I think it's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues there <laughs> in Japanese society, but not one that I'll comment on. I'll leave that for Charlotte. And heaps in Western society too, so don't worry guys. True. We're off here having a bad time everywhere. Um, but I'll say about manga in general is similar to you, Sam, I've only, the only ones I read now, and I think it is actually a bit of a shame, are the ones that I'm just trying to catch up. Like if I finish a series and I'm like, what happens next? Yes, me like, too. There are so many that people you will see, like there's so many bad adaptations of good manga as well. Yes. So Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people get really like defensive <laughs> about and I need to go and actually read. So I need, I need to, uh, to read some more manga. That can cut both ways because I've read the uh, Demon Slayer manga and that's trash. It is trash. Yeah. Like, is animated. it? Yeah, it sucks. It's not good. Like, oh, it's beautifully the, animated though. The animation is, uh, we've said this for a long time that that animation, it's punching above its weight. Oh yeah. Like the, the story, the animation just raises that story. To, it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty basic. Like, it's a cool world. That she's built in that, but I the animation takes it. I love way. Demon Slayer yeah. because it's trash, but in the best way. Like it's yeah. like it's like really, it's like ticky. It's like Bleach. It's yes. like the Bleach of the, mo yes. the modern Bleach. You're a big Bleach fan, aren't you, Graham? Yeah, man. Well, Bleach got shockingly bad. Like it did. Oh, I don't like. If I say this all the time, if you just take out the start, is trash as well. Like 
but you go from the soul society take out the bound saga just finishing the eyes on part the back like, be pretty good stick that together cool. do a dragon ball z super sort of cut like this is like mm. this is like mm. listening to japanese like uh, sitting here wasn't like, this your homework should you know this already not bleach. <laughs> he hasn't had to watch bleach yet not yeah. bleach. we might we we'll, might spare you although the soul society arc is one of the best so arcs in anime history you could just probably watch that man. Yeah. Speaking, I can't of, wait for One Punch Man. I just finished yeah. watching Hunter Hunter. So good. And I'm like, yeah, I love it so much. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should read the manga. No, don't no, do that. don't many, do that to yourself. How many volumes? More that he stops all he the time. Stops. Oh, he does. He's one yeah, of those guys, he's actually he's very sad, but he's actually got uh, like chronic pains and he's a bit, a bit older, so he can't finish yeah, it. But he also yes, refuses. Okay. Similar he's got the back issues. Yes. Yeah. Similar to some... peanuts, though he refuses to let anyone. No, seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he died. I'm it. sure if he could rise from the grave like the Undertaker, he'd write more. This is the guy that guy. actually let somebody else take over, but then was like, "No, you've ruined it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Couldn't couldn't allow. See, it. I'm, I'm. He's learning. You know, I'm learning. I'm he's taking learning. it. Getting up. Growing. Yeah. So, Graham, give us one last. Well, give us one last manga for people to get into. Ooh. What that you're into? Would you like one more before we finish up? My favorite of all time is probably Death Note manga. Hey, like that's such a good manga, such a good manga. Like, and the show follows pretty close, mm. even like shot for shot. Some is really good. If you're gonna go with something new, uh, Monster Eight is really good. Okay, what's that? Uh, Kaiju Attack Cities, and it's about the cleanup crew that comes in after them. Okay, and, like cuts the monsters down and does all this thing, and then someone gets infected with then the Shoujin thing jumps in. And, the guy gets infected and can become a monster to fight monsters. Right. That's yeah. kind of cool. It's good. It's good. Like Pacific Rim. Very Pacific Rim, but it's like, oh, you have to go cut that anus apart. And he's like, oh, I'm on anus duty again. You're like, <laughs> when will he learn? <laughs> Stop back, back chatting. Yeah. There's a few out there. There's a few. Burn the Witch, which is getting an animated next month. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then, you know, read the older stuff. Right to Full Metal Alchemists and all that type of stuff. Right on. That one's for you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Graham. That was no, super informative, you. man. So Dude. insightful, man. Thanks for coming on. No, thank anytime, you. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, I'm a big fan. I, did you know? I like talked to Sam and I've spread the word to a few people. And, yeah. Dozens. <laughs> Dozens. <laughs> Dozens. But yeah, it's you guys are doing great work and, you know, spreading the the gospel <laughs> well thanks so much mate great to have you on Thank and you. i hope everyone learned a little bit about manga and comics and what do we have next week sam we're jumping to some psychological anime that's a pretty nebulous genre but i just want to touch on that because they're mostly seinens which i wanted to do a little bit more on because that's obviously my demographics with what i watch the most of and yeah sort of thrillery psycho thriller kind of vibe that's what we're going for next week and we'll have three to bring to all of y'all then Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.